as we take a look at prayer, we said last week that prayer is one of the things that we have a tendency to talk more about than do. <laughs> we talk a lot about being willing to pray and then sometimes go, oh, I forgot to pray. And there's nothing probably for followers of Christ that can bring instant guilt more than saying something about prayer. Now, I want you to understand the, the guilt part, it, that's between you and the Lord. That's not any of the purpose of these messages or the devotionals or the study. The idea is to be more and more like Christ, including in our times of prayer. And the idea is, yes, to pray more, but to pray more means some more than what you're doing now. Don't get hung up by some number. We, we're having a discussion in the men's uh, study that uh, Bobby uh, Bellows and I are leading on Wednesday night and talking about prayer and about how long. And that, you know, when we're getting started in this journey of trying to pray, don't, don't put a clock on it, just pray. If you've prayed all the way around the world in two minutes, so be it. I told him a convicting story for me where there was a point where I felt convicted that I needed to be trying to pray an hour uh, a couple of times a week. I didn't shoot for every day, but I was doing that. And I remember very vividly, Church of Michigan, we were pastoring at the time and we set a room aside for prayer. And I went in there early. It was on a Tuesday because I, I had determined Tuesdays were one of the days. And I had there, I had my list, I had my Bible out, and, and uh, I went through, and man, I prayed, and I prayed, and I finished and went, wow, you know, an hour wasn't too bad. And I looked at my watch, and it was 15 minutes. <laughs> I was like, man, how many times am I going to circle the world here in this? But it changed over time. And it, the issue was not how long I prayed, but that I committed to it, and stayed faithful to it. And what was amazing to me was how there were then times after that where I looked up and it was closer to that hour time and I hadn't even finished my list. So whatever you're doing, simply keep doing it and just add a little. Let the Lord guide you through that. That's part of the, the purpose behind the devotionals that are available starting today. Not to induce guilt, but rather to motivate. Because we do want to follow hard after Christ, including in our times of prayer. So we are seeking to ignite our life through prayer. Our prayer life will be ignited if we pray. And the best thing to, to do to pray is simply to pray. I don't care if you use a notebook or don't use one. I don't care if you sit or stand or kneel or lay. I don't care if you walk or run, pray. I don't care whose example you follow. If there's a pattern that you have, fine, use it. If there's not, do your own. But pray and watch what God will do. So if you have your Bibles or your Bible on your devices, I encourage you to Turn or grab one of those Bibles under the chair in front of you. In the New Testament, the second half of the Bible, Matthew, the first of the books in the New Testament, the Gospel of Matthew, cha chapter 6. 
But I want to reference the theme we have in the devotional from Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11, verse 1, the disciples are speaking to Christ and they make this plea to him. They say, Lord, teach us to pray. I want you to think through it, and you're going to see this a couple of times this week in the devotional, but just think through of all the things they could ask him for. Lord, teach us how to pray was the number one thing they asked. Not, Lord, teach me how to preach to engage hundreds and thousands. Lord, teach me how to perform miracles. Teach me how to multiply the food I have as when he fed the 5,000. Oh, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. But that was so wise because you see through prayer, we're changed. And God can impact our world through our prayers. He longs for that time with us. There's an old song. It's probably more than 30 years, Tony. I remember, um, oh, Harris was his last name. I miss my time with you. Larnell Harris. I was just speaking from God's standpoint about I miss time with you. Don't you miss time from your loved ones when you're away from them? All of those in our church, and there are so many who've lost loved ones in the last year or two. And One of the things I've heard from many of them consistently is I would just like a little more time. Imagine your heavenly father going, where have you been? Times of prayer that draw us to him. He's available. He's ready. Are we? And this call to prayer, and there is one version of it listed in Luke chapter 11, but I want you to to follow along in Matthew chapter 6, probably the more familiar passage of what we call the Lord's Prayer. It more appropriately should probably be titled the Disciples Prayer. It is a a model, a pattern. It is not something that you need to follow word for word. It's fine if you do, but it's saying pray like this. Jesus didn't say pray this. He said pray like this. Let me give you an example. Now pray. We often teach young children kind of a a prayer that they can memorize. Nothing wrong with that. It helps get them started. But one of the things, as I mentioned last week, that I love is hearing young kids pray. Because it's so honest. Sometimes embarrassingly so for the parents when other people are around. As they pray that mom won't get mad and that dad won't yell or whatever. But it's so honest about their needs, what they see around. Matthew chapter 6, beginning at verse 5, Jesus said, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners. They love to be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, you they have received their reward. But when you pray... Go into your room. Some translations say closet. Shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. 
and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, simply meaning unbelievers, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. We're going to set those two verses aside and uh, kind of mention them, but that's another sermon entirely. Pray like this. We need to follow the example of the disciples and seek, Lord, teach us to pray. That means we have to admit our needs. That means we have to seek to learn from Christ. And praying in this way, it's a pattern to learn, not a restrictive rule to only pray this way. So how do we do that? Well, first, we are to pray to our loving Father. That prayer says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed, holy, revered is your name. His name is above other names. It's not to be used in swearing. It is not to be taken lightly, but to understand this is a holy name. But don't miss the fact that he is not just holy, he is loving. And he loves you and me. One of the things you need to remember, and it can unlock your prayer life is when you realize as you pray to God, he longs for those times with you because he loves you. Whenever Jody and I are separated for a day or two, there's always a phone call or two every day and maybe another text or two. Why? We we miss each other. Oh, we like our time alone. I'm not saying that. She loves her time alone. I can't retire for a long time. But it's because we miss each other. Imagine that's how God is waiting to hear from you. Oh, he already knows what's happening, but he wants to hear from you. He is your loving heavenly father. Regardless of what example you have had or do have here on earth, He is a loving, unconditionally loving, forgiving Father. That gives me confidence when I pray. I mentioned Wednesday night to the guys and I said, you know, my grandkids have absolutely no fear to ask me for anything. They don't ask and wonder if I'm going to get mad. They don't ask and think that I'm going to withhold from them. 
I don't give them everything they ask for. I can't, plus not everything is good for them, but some things I give them their parents don't think are good for them, but what do they know? (laughs) That's how God is with us. He loves us. You can pray to a loving Heavenly Father. Have confidence and pray boldly because of that. For you see, we are His children if you've accepted Him as your personal Savior. And if you haven't, you can right now. In this moment. He loves us and He desires what is best for us. Does that mean no sometimes? Yep. And I don't know about you, but some of the greatest answers to prayers that I have prayed is when he told me no, because I didn't know what was coming next, but he did. I have many times thanked God for not answering what I asked for when I saw what he did. But I still keep asking because I know he loves me. We also are to seek God's will daily. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, right where we are, as in heaven. He wants great things for us. He wants to see things happen in us and through us. To have confidence to pray because of that. That we are to pray daily, Lord, what do you desire of me and through me today? You see, our prayer involves our actions now with a view of heaven in mind. I'm praying for this day, Lord, what do you have for me and what do you want from me today? And all of it is pointing to an eternity with him in heaven. Do I want to go today? That's not my desire, but I'm ready. And if that's what he desires, okay. You see, I really can't lose. Just like the Apostle Paul said, if I live, I get to keep preaching, teaching, testifying about Christ. And if I die, I get to go be with him for eternity. I mean, talk about can't lose. If you know him. And I pray knowing that. I pray, Lord, what is your will today? We pray for our will, for our life, and for our future. But we also need to pray, Lord, what do you have for me today? I think too many times we miss the today while looking at tomorrow. While looking ahead. We need to look long range and understand long range. But we need to pray, Lord, what do you want me to do now? I've missed too many of those. Where after the fact, I went, ah, now I see what I should have done. So if I pray daily, Lord, what do you have for me this day? I'm a lot less likely to miss those opportunities. And so are you. We also are to be mindful of our daily needs, not just his will for us, but what do I need this day? 
not just food, though that's the need mentioned here. Give us this day our daily bread, or some translate my food for this day. And those of us in America, few of us have those kind of food insecurities that are that way all over the place. One of the requests from the general superintendent that I got this morning in that text was praying because money and food is in short supply in Ukraine. That's part of the tactic of the war, trying to cut those things off. And we're complaining about empty shelves and rising prices, and I understand it. But imagine having no shelf to go to. And even in our country and in our community, there are those who feel that way. That's why we have Helping Hands, the food pantry. That's why we seek that. That's why we want to help those in need, whether they've come out of the hospital or some other situation. We need to be praying for our daily needs. Do you know why? Not just that we have them, but because our Father cares about every day. He cares about you every day. Too many times we don't think about him until we show up on Sunday. He's thinking about us and caring for us every day. Leading into that moment. My daily needs. And you know, he not only loves us unconditionally, but he cares and can change things and wants to hear from us. So we let him know our needs. Lord, I'm struggling with this. Emotionally, relationally, financially, spiritually, to admit our needs. He, said, he already knows them. We need to admit them. Because until we do, his answers we're not listening to. And when I admit those needs, I so often then see what he's already provided and go, oh, how did I not see that before? Because I wasn't ready to receive it. The Lord laid this out in the pattern of our prayers. And up there in verses 5, 6, and 7, when he says, when you pray, don't do this. Don't just heap up empty phrases. Have you ever heard somebody pray and they change their voice when they pray? person who talks like this, and then when they pray, they go, our Father. He, he knows us. If your voice squeaks, let it squeak. Just say it. If your grammar's not great, just say it. Our daily needs, lay them out as they are, as we are in this moment. He cares about them. Every single day. I, we, we like this early part of the Lord's Prayer. How much he loves us. His name is to be revered. We love that he cares about us and wants to meet our daily needs. We even kind of like praying for his will. But this is the part of the prayer that gets difficult, isn't it? It's the part of the prayer that somehow we don't memorize. Because he not only says, verse 11, give us this day our daily bread. He then says, and forgive us our debts, our sins. As we forgive others. 
The first part of that is okay. It's the second part that stinks. Humanly, right? Do you realize what it says? Forgive us as I have forgiven you. Wait a minute. Forgive me. I'm requesting to be forgiven in the same manner in which I have forgiven others. Wait a minute. I'm asking him to forgive me for my minor stuff. In the same way that I have forgiven others the stinking stuff they've done to me. For you see, Scripture has said over and over, we are to forgive as Christ forgave us. Ooh. Because whenever I think of that, I remember while on the cross, after having been falsely accused, beaten within an inch of his life, nailed to a cross, made fun of, abandoned, he then said, Father, forgive them, all of them. The ones who spit on me, the ones who made fun of me, the ones who nailed me here, the ones who lied about me, the ones who abandoned me, the ones who beat me, forgive them. And then I look at this prayer. Forgive me in the same way I've forgiven them. It's not easy. But we don't do it alone. We do it with him and through him. We are to forgive and seek forgiveness just as Christ forgave us. I will never need to forgive you more than Christ has already forgiven me. Go, how can you do that? You're not going to do it without prayer. You're not going to do it in your own power. You're only going to do it with Christ in you and the power of his Holy Spirit filling you. You're not going to do it by some self-help book, by some chant or some mantra. It is only in relationship with him. And that's why the prayer is so important and so powerful. And then, verse 13, we must desire to overcome our temptations and our testing. God, lead us not into temptation, which is probably not the best translation because God will not tempt us. Any temptation to do wrong never comes from God, ever. Don't say, Lord, why are you tempting me? Because he doesn't do it. He will, however, test us. There's a difference between testing and tempting. Testing is, how are you going to hold up? Temptation is, let's do wrong. God will never tempt us to do that. Never. Temptation comes from Satan. Temptation comes from our choices. Temptation comes from forces outside coming against us, sometimes knowingly, sometimes ignorantly. But what we are seeking is a desire to overcome those outside temptations and the testing that can come from God. 
because our Father does not tempt us. But we do need his help to not yield to the temptations from Satan. Our Father doesn't tempt us, but we need his help to not yield to the temptations that come from Satan. As well as the ones we create. You know what? Oh man, I am my greatest distraction. Seriously. I distract me more than any outside force does. Now, I blame the outside forces. Never you, but, you know, outside forces. But usually, I set myself up. I was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I hadn't done what I already knew to do. I dabbled. We need to be praying this prayer. Lead us not into temptation. It's not from him. But lead us not into temptation, but deliver us. Help us to overcome the temptation and the evil that surrounds us. Can you imagine how they're praying that in the Ukraine right now? That doesn't mean that what we're facing isn't big. And that's why we pray every day following his will and his pattern. So let me ask you a big question. Are you following the pattern of Christ in prayer? Praying honestly and openly. Praying sincerely about your needs, concerns, questions, even temptations. If not, why not? Given that he loves you, given that he wants what's best for you, given that he desires to hear from you. Why wouldn't I pray? It's not the length. We already read that early in this passage that when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. They love to stand and pray in the synagogues, the street corners, that they may be seen. They said they've already received their reward. And it comes from man, and that's not really the reward I'm after. But when you pray, don't heap up empty phrases. Sometimes ones we don't even know what they mean. That's why I said I love the kids' prayer. They know exactly what they're praying. And if you ask kindergartners enough, you will always get prayers for their dog or cat, even the ones that have died. <laughs> but it's sincere. It concerns them. How much more as adults should we be praying sincerely about what is concerning us and what we're facing? Pray. The only way you get better at prayer is to pray. And you know what? I'm not sure it's a matter of getting better. It's simply a matter of doing it more often, more sincerely. Because your father wants to hear from you. He is 
pleading that he misses his time with you. Let's join together in our times alone as well as our times together and just pray for one another, for our own needs, for the needs of our world. Because none of it is going to change until we pray. Father, thank you for the call to pray, to talk with you, to hear from you. Lord, thank you for your example and this pattern you've given us. Lord, help us to take it seriously, to recognize that you want this for us, that you want to hear from us. Lord, help us to forget the formal things and just pray from the heart. Lord, may we begin to take this journey to have our life changed, ignite our hearts, our minds, and our lives as we pray. Oh Lord, I commit myself to being more like you in prayer so that I can live more like you every day. My prayer is that many others will make that commitment as well. And I ask these things, Lord, in your holy name. Amen.